Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of Objective Health. I am your host, Elliot, and join with me in our studio is Doug and Erica. Hello. We also have Damien on the ones and twos today. Hello. And so today we are going to be talking about a very hot topic. We're going to be talking about the coronavirus. So a couple of weeks ago, maybe a couple of months ago now, we did another t- show on the coronavirus where we were just kind of assessing whether we thought that it was really all that dangerous and all whether there was a little bit of a kicking up a frenzy going on in the media and being a little bit overblown, we think. But um, in today's show, we're going to be looking at a potential solution that people can think about, or at least hopefully make use of, talk about the clinical utility of using high-dose vitamin C for the coronavirus. So this is because there's been quite a lot of interesting information come out recently. Um, On top of all of the well-established information that we know about vitamin C's potential uses against viruses and the coronavirus is a virus. Um, but yeah, there's, there's good reason to think that actually if you are to come down with this virus and if you are immunocompromised or if you are, you know, a little bit more susceptible to succumbing to any kind of viral infection, then using vitamin C in high doses, um, various different methods of, of, um, of consumption are likely going to be helpful. So first of all, um, I want to just talk about one of the recent progressions that is coming out of China. So not long ago, China actually announced that they would be um, thinking about using intravenous vitamin C um, for their coronavirus patients. Um, so there were three studies done in China, I believe, which were um, looking at the effect of vitamin C on coronavirus. Um, and they've come out with pretty good results. So um, the one of the, well, the, the Chinese kind of medical establishment, some of the scientists are advocating for the use of anywhere between 6,000 milligrams and 24,000 milligrams of vitamin C to be used intravenously. Um, and I think this is for the most severe patients who have this disease or have this viral infection. Um, yeah. The interesting thing about it, the, those dosages that they're talking about, the like 6,000 to 12,000 uh, milligrams of uh, vitamin C is not for IV speaking. That's not even really that high. Like I know in things like cancer protocols and stuff, they'll get as high as like a hundred, a hundred grams essentially. Um, and even higher sometimes. So the fact that they were having success on, you know, it's not a low dose by any means, but I mean, 6,000, milligrams you could take orally you know what i mean um but the fact that they were getting such uh good results from from those doses uh says a lot about the power of vitamin c i think 
Most definitely. And the fact that it kind of the mainstream news, uh, at least here in the US, they're kind of poo pooing these alternative things like don't think that vitamin C is going to cure you, you know, mm-hmm. which is really concerning because why not take something that's just going to keep your immune system strong instead of, uh, you know, essentially dumping the baby out with the bathwater. Oh, nothing's going to, you know, finding that panic state of mind and not just keeping something. I mean, most people have some sort of vitamin C in their medicine cabinet just for these types of things, you know, to have just to keep your immune system strong. Yeah. I think uh, it's not really surprising, but nonetheless kind of shocking the the way the media has been downplaying it i mean they mm-hmm. they haven't from what i've seen anyway and what other people have been reporting is they haven't even mentioned that china was actually using vitamin c as a strategy mm-hmm. against uh the coronavirus they basically just blanked it you know like it's tulsi gabbard or something like that just completely like don't even mention the fact, despite the fact that many doctors in China are, have actually been reporting it and, you know, say, like mm-hmm. talking about it, explicitly saying that, yes, it helps. And for the, the news media here to just turn around and, and ignore that fact and even go so far as to actually um, not condemn it, I guess that's not the right word, but basically, well, like you said, Erica, poo-poo it, essentially. Like, oh, no, we have to wait for a vaccine. Uh, Don't bother with any of that uh, woo-woo kind of hippie crap. Um, Meanwhile, like, even if people were to be taking, you know, uh, 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C, like, three or four times a day, that would at least be helpful. Um, At the very least, it's not necessarily going to mean you don't get it or it's not going to cure it instantly or something like that. But nonetheless, anything that you can do to help – you know, mitigate the effects or prevent, then do it. It's just so stupid yeah. for the media to be taking that kind of stance. Yeah, I saw I saw um, an article earlier today. I think it was from ABC News, one of the alphabet news agencies. I don't know who, who it was. They were basically, the article was titled, um, Coronavirus Cures Debunked. And and then you go on there and they're talking about like they're talking about vitamin C and as you you guys have just said, um, completely poo pooing the idea. Mm-hmm. It's not even like they're ignoring it. It's like they are actively telling people not to. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, how spineless! It's it's um, the, these things are are kind of well established. I mean, here's one of the the top doctors kind of alternative integrated doctors is quoted um saying early and sufficiently large doses of intravenous vitamin c are critical vitamin c is not only a pro prototypical antioxidant but also involved in virus killing and prevention of viral replication the significance of large dose large dose intravenous vitamin c is not just at, at an antiviral level it is acute respiratory dis- distress syndrome that kills people that kills most people from the coronavirus um ARDS so acute respiratory distress syndrome is a common final pathway leading to death um and he's talking about basically how vitamin c is is one of the best ways to protect against that and now this is especially going to apply to people who are more susceptible to these kind of infections so i think it's fair to say that you know 98 
percent of people who get it are probably not gonna you know have any major issues you know it's it's what is it one to two percent the mortality rate is people with already pre pre existing severe health conditions immunocompromisation etc so for these kinds of people you know it's wise to take the right precautions um but again when you're listening to the media that they're, they're they're quick to uh, whip up the hysteria kind of thing, but then they don't provide any solutions. Yeah. So, you know, it's- it seems like it's almost the point, like the, the idea that there is literally nothing you could do except wash your hands. You know, that's the thing that they keep on saying, oh, just wash your hands, wash your hands. And it's like, I was reading somewhere where somebody was talking about how disproportionate that is. It's like, there's this crazy hysteria that they're pumping and then the only thing that they're actually offering as something that you can do is wash your hands. It's like it's so disproportionate to the to the level of it's like the threat is up here and the solution is like just wash your hands. It's like and yeah. then any thing that people actually could do like take vitamin C, they're like no 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 no, that's not going to work, just wash your hands. Well, there was actually um an article up on Green Med Info called tons of vitamin c to wuhan um actually maybe you can pull that one up damien um if you scroll down a bit there's a tweet there from dsm and i just wanted to show that because it was a uh they just show a a truck um delivering 50 tons of vitamin c to wuhan and uh what was the date on that one I guess they've uh, they cut off the date, so I can't see it. But um, well, the article was on March third, so I mean, clearly, if they're delivering fifty tons, that's a hell of a lot of vitamin C. So they were using it, you know. Yeah. And uh, so it's pretty disingenuous for the Western media to completely ignore that fact. Um, and I mean, you know, if uh, outbreaks, well, I mean, like Italy or if anywhere else they start to get really bad, you know, they could actually benefit from this information. The doctors could benefit Mm -hmm. because they could be actually helping people. The people who aren't actually at the hospital and are just kind of fighting it at home, they could benefit from this information. So it is, it it just makes the blood boil that they would pull this kind of shit. It's just, it's terrible. Yeah, we had a a good article too um, called From Vaccination to Viruses, Vitamin C is a Potent Antidote, and it's Orthomolecular Medicine News Service. And this was just uh, in January, but they talk about China and they have in here some a list of addendums regarding practical treatment uh, for the approach to coronavirus uh, in China. And two of the things that really stuck out was one, a strong immune system is really the only significant protection an individual has. So again, you know, keeping that vitamin C going, but also um, they said a great deal of of immune system strength, possibly most of it comes from vitamin C content in the immune cells. And so when the levels of vitamin C in the body are low, the immune system can never function at full capacity. There are many measures that can strengthen and support the immune system, but regular supplementation of vitamin C with multigram doses, 2,000 milligrams daily or more, is probably the single most important preventative measure. Much larger, larger doses can be given if it is determined that the virus has already been contracted. 
optimal. They're also talking about, uh, this is not really, but nebulizing hydrogen peroxide um, destroys all or most of the source of viruses um, and the body with the help of vitamin C and magnesium can then mop up the rest of the virus. So, you know, that's pretty helpful. Again, if people are freaking out and don't think that there's anything that they can do, that is something that you can do is just keep taking it, you know, as a preventative measure more than anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, the, the professional doctors and stuff like that are doing the um, intravenous vitamin C, but it should, pro should probably be stated that even if you don't have access to intravenous vitamin C, um, which, you know, few people actually do, um, it's it, it's still worthwhile to be taking it orally as well. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, kind of take as much as you can until you start to feel digestive symptoms. There's no real side effect from it other than you can get diarrhea if you, uh, if you take too much of it. But honestly, you know, which would you rather deal with, the coronavirus or a little bit of uh, uh, upset tummy? And I should mention also, Erica, you mentioned that site orthomolecular. With posit uh, sorry, oh. the orthomolecular.org is uh, where that um, article you were talking about came from. That is actually mm -hmm. a really good site. Um, and if you go to their news releases, if you go to orth orthomolecular.org and you kind of scroll down and find where it says news releases, they have a number of things specifically about uh, coronavirus and um the use of vitamin C for coronavirus, um, and they talk about how it has been used in Wuhan, and they talk, uh, you know, about about the uh, different Chinese doctors who have been reporting on that. So anybody who is interested in more information on this, that's a very good resource. Now, what about something like liposomal? I mean, I know we've talked about it before on the show. Um, making your own liposomal vitamin C is that so it's survive survives the digestive tract a little bit better like it, obviously intravenous you could get so much more of it but the liposomal I know because it's encapsulated in uh um like a, yes fears that it it survives the digestive tract and can get into your body even better more yeah. effectively it's just basically um, increasing the absorption um, mm -hmm. that, you know, there's a certain percentage of any, any nutrient that you take, there's a certain percentage that will get absorbed and the rest won't. And taking the liposomal vitamin C or lipospheric, as it's sometimes called, um, it just increases the amount that's actually getting across the digestive tract and into the, into the bloodstream. And yeah, it's effective. Uh, Elliot, we can't hear you. Oh, yeah. To, to, I was just going to say, to make it, you can't make it very effectively. There's people who claim that you can make it, but that doesn't actually, it doesn't hold up to testing. Like to actually, to make proper liposomal, you, you need liposomal technology. So if, if you really want liposomal vitamin C, you're best off just getting like a really high quality one, just paying the money for, for high quality vitamin C. Um, you could probably get a similar benefits kind of thing just by, 
taking a small amount multiple times throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, you, w- you wouldn't take a high dose at any one given time because you can only absorb en- so much at any one given time. But if you're taking, say, one gram every hour kind of thing, then mm-hmm. you, you're going to have this continual um, kind of absorption. But then you're going to be opening up the transporters to absorb more, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, there's, there's lots of options that you could do. I mean, if you can't get intravenous, then, then liposomal or, or oral is, is going to be, uh, you know, you're going to need to go that route. But in terms of what vitamin C actually does, like there's, I mean, there's just so many ways to look at this. Vitamin C is well known as a kind of anti, um, immune booster, primarily what it's doing on one level is it's promoting how our immune cells function. So certain immune cells which are responsible for engulfing pathogens and identifying and clearing out um, pathogens, infections, they quickly become depleted of ascorbic acid. So these immune cells which are responsible for the surveillance, they they have a lot of um, uh, ascorbic acid within them. Um, and, and actually, as they're doing their job, they actually, they, they lose that very quickly. And so by giving ascorbic acid, you're essentially topping up your immune cells. Your immune cells really like ascorbic acid. Mm. Um, but then if we look specifically at the coronavirus, there's a very interesting article written by um, a lady named Doris Lowe. She's done a lot of writing on vitamin C, on the various properties of that. <clears throat> One is specifically in relation to um, to vitamin C and the coronavirus. So she's looking at how the mechanisms of the coronavirus by which it actually infects and, and kind of causes problems for for the human body. And as a as a virus, what it's doing is it's trying to kind of um, trick our immune system. It has to it's evolved ways to essentially. <clears throat> affect our immune system so that it goes undetected or so that we are unable to to kill it off, right? So in the context of, of how it tricks our immune system, what it's doing essentially as we are trying to, uh, uh, let's say, surveil the environment and, and trying to pick off these invaders, so to speak, um, that takes a lot of energy. And one of the ways by which um, the virus actually disrupts um, how our immune system is working is by uh, affecting how the cells are able to synthesize energy. Uh, so what it, what, there are certain proteins that are called end proteins of this virus. And what this actually does is it can block uh, the mitochondria and stop it from synthesizing ATP. And so in the, what vitamin C can, can do, and this is really interesting is I, I had no idea that this is how it was working, but essentially the way that cells are synthesizing energy in the form of ATP, they're using uh, these things called electron carriers. So, so we have something called NADH and then FADH2, and these are being transported in, in the mitochondria and kind of donating an electron, and then that's going through a various other set of processes so that we can make this usable energy. Anyway, so when when this this virus essentially infects a cell and and disrupts how the mitochondria is functioning, we can no longer do this. We actually can become depleted in NADH, or the NADH is unable to 
um, effectively donate the electron. And so what ascorbic acid can do is actually take the place of NADH and actually can act as an electron donor so that we can synthesize energy. It's almost like ascorbic acid can actually act as an energy source for our cells. Um, in the context of immune dysfunction. Now, that's not usually a, a, a function of ascorbic acid. It's usually as an antioxidant. So when uh, some kind of, um, let's say, there's damage, when, when damage occurs in, in our cells, there's what is called oxidation. So our cells lose electrons. Vitamin C, is the function of it is essentially to donate an electron to 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 kind of it's called reduction but essentially it is an antioxidant it's not used in how we're making energy whereas what this what this doris low is essentially saying is that in fact in some cases when the mitochondria are so screwed because of a viral infection vitamin c it no longer becomes an, just an antioxidant it's actually donating the electron to for us to make energy mm. right and i mean that's that's like an unbelievable you know i didn't even that's that's not a well-established fact, but that might, might be one of the reasons why actually having such high doses, high doses are actually necessary because it's actually providing a sustained form of energy for the cells when the cells are so infected by some virus, they're unable to make it via other means. That's interesting. Um, and this might be one of the one of the ways that vitamin C is actually so so beneficial, aside from all of its other roles. Now, we've got... As I said, these immune these immune cells. Um, but one of one of the other ways that um, that the coronavirus is essentially uh, messing with the with the immune system is by activating something called a cytokine storm. So that's when our, our innate immune system, uh, the inflammatory process, kind of go ramps up completely. And in someone who's very susceptible, they can't necessarily turn that down. So it's not the virus that kills them per se is their immune system. It's the inability to shut off the immune system. And what vitamin C is potentially doing is allowing us to effectively shut off the immune system when we need to. Um, and so there's lots of different ways that vitamin C might be helping, but it's definitely not just as an antioxidant. Right. There's, there's multiple different mechanisms and it's absolutely fascinating. But, you know, I'd, I'd recommend the readers to go it's um called mitochondria and the coronavirus the vitamin c connection um and it's fascinating it's kind of going through oh i think we lost your audio again we lose you there maybe it was just me actually hello Hello? I can hear you. I can hear you. I can you. hear you now. Oh, no. You're back. <laughs> You're back. Yes. Sorry about that. That's no, right. I was just saying, I was just saying all, all, all that people really need to know is that vitamin C is actually, you know, it can be really useful. Mm-hmm. Like we, we, we shouldn't downplay the effects of it. It's just not, not just as an antioxidant kind of thing. Is it also used so as a pro-oxidant as well? I had heard that, that it actually has pro-oxidant capabilities as well, which is something that the immune system uses to eliminate viruses and bacteria and things like that yeah exactly um and that i think that that's one of the main mechanisms against cancer mm-hmm. i don't know if it's happening against virus i mean maybe that is i'm not familiar with that effect but i mean it would make sense if that is the case that when when you take your scorpic acid in low doses it is generally an antioxidant but when you're giving it in ultra high doses then it actually generates hydrogen peroxide Mm-hmm. Um, and that is that's having a pro-oxidant effect, particularly 
against cancer cells, or it's quite selective for cancer cells. I don't know if it's selective against... Um, I don't know if it would work against viruses or not. Yeah, uh, I, I think it works against infections in a similar way. Mm. Um, but again, yeah, I think that there's lots of stuff that we don't know about it, right? Yeah. Well, and kind of back what you were saying about that cytokine storm, like um, just also stress of uh, the reaction that everyone's having, the fear, the stress that people are feeling. Um, I'm sure you folks are feeling it in Europe, but also here in the U.S. I mean, just adding to that cytokine storm, that inflammation in the body of creating a worse environment for your body by just ruminating on it or stressing about it instead of, um, you know, trying to calm that system down. Yeah. And that's one of the ways that it's really unfortunate because it seems that actually that's causing a lot more harm and it's inherently destructive. Um, The sheer amount of frenzy and hysteria, which is going on, um, it seems relatively disproportionate to to the actual threat of the coronavirus when you compare it to the statistics of you know other infectious outbreaks. It's it seems relatively minor. It's pretty much a nothing burger in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but the media would make it out to be, you know, it's it's it's. Um, it's the boogeyman at the moment. And I think people are really scared, understandably, um, if they're not well-informed and, and they're not well-informed of how to boost their immune system and all of this other kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's very unfortunate. But but ultimately, what what's really important to know is that cortisol, which is a stress hormone, also modulates the immune system like you were saying, Erica. And in fact, we have multiple branches of the immune system and cortisol the stress hormones, what they are going to be doing is suppressing the branch of the immune system, which is responsible for surveilling against infections and against viruses and against parasites, right? So the type of immune cells which are responsible, the ones that I was talking about, the natural killer cells, the lymphocytes, all of these different things which go around the body and basically are on constant lookout for a virus or some kind of a bacteria or some kind of pathogen. They are very sensitive to cortisol and cortisol will quickly, quickly downregulate that system. And at the same time, what it does is it upregulates the system, which is responsible for attacking our own tissues, for instance. So we have autoimmune conditions, which are massively on the rise, but then people tend to get sick very frequently as well. So again, it's, you know, it's definitely the worst possible thing that you could do if you want to protect yourself against an infection like this is to allow yourself to become overly stressed. Mm-hmm. And it's very difficult watching the media, you know, mm-hmm. turn it off. <laughs> well, we were saying before the show, you know, for those of us uh, w- walk outside and things seem normal until you turn on the computer and it's uh, the end of the world is coming via this coronavirus you know as potential it's just the unknowns right yeah so i mean is there is there anything else that anyone would like to say um on this topic 
maybe one thing we could say the popular conception of uh, vitamin C is that it's uh, very high in oranges and orange juice. That's just uh, some marketing. Um, <laughs> you want to get yourself an actual vitamin C supplement. The amounts that you find in in uh, well in most foods, unfortunately, when you're talking, we're talking about kind of like uh, therapeutic doses here. Um, so you know, just eating oranges or drinking some orange juice is really not going to cut it. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to to point that out that you want to be taking like at least a gram at a time, which is a thousand micrograms. Milligrams. Sorry, milligrams. Yes, thank you, Damien. <laughs> a thousand micrograms is not going to cut it either. <laughs> and it's probably better and actually more cost-effective to just buy that acerobic uh, powdered vitamin C, right? As opposed to like the chewable ones that the Flintstones would make or whatever it is, <laughs> right? Because a lot of yeah. those have a lot of uh, uh, you know what I'm saying, the Flintstones yeah. vitamins but uh, just the powder, right? As opposed to having some cocktail that's got Lord knows what kind of fillers in it. Yeah. So don't buy the Flintstones vitamin C <laughs> is my point. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's much much cheaper just to get the powder. You can get like a hundred grams for, I don't know, like six dollars. I mean, there's no reason not to. And what, yeah. what what people often notice is that when they are suffering from some kind of an infection, their tolerance goes way up, mm-hmm. like way up. Usually, if someone can use, someone might be able to take. I don't know, four or five grams. And then if they take any more, they get digestive symptoms. Mm-hmm. But then I tell you, when when someone's got an infection, that can go up by, you know, at least five times. Yeah. So you can t- yeah. tolerate five times what you usually could have tolerated. I mean, I know a couple of people who have managed to go up to like 30 or 40 grams when they've been poorly. And previously, yeah. though, yeah. they could only tolerate like three grams. So it definitely does, you know, it does get used in some way when you're sick. Mm-hmm. Not that you need that much every day, but, you know, when you're suffering from an infection, it's, yeah. you know, it, I I always find it tends to help. For sure. And and why not, you know, be proactive in it, you know, of prevent the stress mechanism from taking over and just keep making your little uh, detox cocktail of vitamin C and water. I mean, it's not the most enjoyable taste, but there's a lot of worse things out there, you know. <laughs> True. Yeah. Okay then. Um so if that's all for today, then um yeah, I wanna thank everyone. Thanks to my co hosts, thanks to Damien. Um and yeah, thanks to the audience. Thanks for listening. If you uh you know, if if you come down with the coronavirus, hope hope you don't. But if you do, <laughs> then you know you know where to go. Get some vitamin C, drink some elderberry tea, mm-hmm. and um, and rest and don't stress. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. So if yeah, if you like this show or you found it helpful, please like and subscribe to the page. Um, we do one of these shows every week. And um, and we will be with you next week for a new show. I think that's everything. See you next yeah. week, Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.